Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny <clears throat> on the Patriot cause. Wow. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's wow. We have a wonderful, absolute, committed person to the American <clears throat> values and the American spirit. And John is on the show today. And I thank him so much for, for being here. It's very difficult sometimes to get people on the podcast because they don't want to talk. They don't want to use their freedom of speech. But looking at John, he is etching to uh, use his voice and, and come out and explain to us who he is, where he has come from, and specifically... John, before we get started here, why would a wrestler go into politician? Now we know about um, what's what's his name in Minnesota, the the Jesse wrestler. Ventura, Jesse yeah, Ventura, Ventura, yeah. you know all that stuff. And I get it, and I'm I, I'm thankful that he did that. But he was just, I think he was the only wrestler, right? So well, there's one other. Uh, Brian Blair was is a uh, councilman still in Florida, you know, awesome. of the Killer Bees. Yeah, so yeah, was, and Glenn Jacobs Kane is a mayor in of Knoxville. So we oh, we got him in office. No yeah. Knoxville, yeah. Knoxville, yes. right up the road from. I, I from believe in Knoxville, so. or, or yeah, I believe in Knoxville or a town right outside of Knoxville. So yeah, so awesome. we, no problem. We, we've got some of our guys in there, and we got one. We got we had one in the White House, Donald Trump. It was part of a WrestleMania. So, yep. It, you know, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes we just gotta. You know, maybe we need to just kind of body slam these people on a mat, and you know, kind of make their corrections uh, in their lives, but. You know, just say from a wrestler point of view, it's about I it. would do it right. in a heartbeat. I mean, if if I didn't have the the love of Christ and and who I am, what would happen is I'd body slam these people because I spent twenty years in the Marine Corps. I've seen the things that you know on the other countries and stuff. And these people doesn't realize that. And somebody needs to kind of grab a hold of them going, you have the best of the best and you don't understand it. All right. Amen. Without further ado, John, let's talk about you for a minute. Why are sure. you here? What is your motivation to, to do what you want to do to help improve this country? Yeah. Well, thank you for for having me on the show uh, to, to speak to people that are willing to take time out of their day to listen to someone like me. If, if you think that people like me don't appreciate it, I can't speak maybe for other people, but I know deep down in my heart, I am blessed and honored that one person uh, is willing to listen to me in their car or at home or maybe oh, share sure. the video. So I am very appreciative of being here. And I mean that sincerely. And, you know, I guess my... Um, uh, you know, it's going to sound Pollyanna and it sounds going to sound like, you know, it's a Norman Rockwell <laughs> painting. But, you know, I, I, I although I get facts mixed up and names mixed up because I have pro wrestling football COVID brain, you know, um, you know, I, it, it, it all started, um, you know, as my wrestling career ended, uh, you know, I was always involved. You know, in, in any level of my life, I was involved. I was involved in sports. I, my mother had me in Cub Scouts, and when I wasn't Cub Scouts, we were. I was. I was involved in this 
church or school activity, even though I hated it because I love TV. It was like heroin to me, you know, so uh, I wanted to just stay home. But my, you know, my mom and dad were very active people. I'm not going to say in the community, but yeah, kind of in the community. My father was a local automobile dealer and he, you know, he was on the athletic board and he was on the credit union board. I mean, we just, my, I grew up seeing two adults get involved, not sit on the couch, bitch and complain. So there was the so, genesis. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Where did you grow up? I, oh, I'm sorry. I grew up on the very far Northwest side of Chicago, uh, okay. which basically about two minutes Two, two, two to five minutes from O'Hare Airport. Real okay, nice, good. blue collar, middle class yeah. neighborhood. Um, yeah, just just it's awesome. a really a, a pleasure to grow up. Your typical, it was like the suburbs in Chicago, and yes. you know. So as I as I got older, and and even as I um, was in wrestling, you know, I I was always um, instead of going to the bars and drinking with the guys, I was back in the hotel room. Uh, not, not that I never drank or anything, but I would, I, I watched CNN. I read newspaper after newspaper. Um, I gotten, uh, you know, I, I would read political books that, um, I could get, you know, most of my col most of my professional wrestling career, I was still in college. So, you know, I was active, I was getting books and taking them on the road and stuff like that. And I'm a bookworm, but I was invested in our, in our, in our, uh, political culture. And I, in, in, in at the far north, northwest side of Chicago, or just being in Cook County or Crook County, as we call it, you can't help not being in politics. It's talked about, at least in the seventies and eighties, it was talked about everywhere yeah. from the, the police officers on my neighborhood, to my dad, to his friends, to the neighbors. I mean, it was politics, politics, you know, we had the aldermanic wars and, and then my, my uncle was the bodyguard and driver of Mayor Daly, the original father. Oh, yeah. Mayor Daly. Wow. Mayor, Bel Mayor, yeah, Mayor Belandic, Mayor Byrne. Um, he would come by when he would drop Mayor uh, uh, Old Man Daly, they call him, at O'Hare, and he would stop by and have coffee with my mom, and I would sit in the back of the mayoral limousine, and and I, <laughs> I picked up the phone one time, and it went to 911 dispatch, and uh, the, the yes, Mayor, I'm like, <laughs> So anyways, I was immersed in politics just by geography and my parental up, my parental upbringing. And as I got in on wrestling, I started in the automobile business, you know, with my father's with my father's business. I was living in a suburb of Chicago right by the airport called Mount Prospect, a very nice, uh, slightly upscale suburb, still blue to white, you know, white middle class. And as I was and I love the neighborhood. And, but as I was driving around one day. Rent for rent for rent, closed, closed. This business for rent, this business for rent. This was closing, uh, store closing, you know, 50% off. And it really, really bothered me because you're, 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 as my father would say, you're snuggied up against 8 million people in Chicago and you have business upon business closing. So I called one of the uh, committee men and I said, I'd really like to go to the town hall and make a impromptu. You listen to this, an impromptu State of the Union address about our town of Mount Prospect. So he oh. gave me all the insider things. And he's like, look, just don't come here like a jamoke. You know, that's a Chicago word for like, a, you know, an idiot. He said, come <laughs> write down, write down every business that's closing, every business or address of a store that's that's out of business. And you'll go there with a, a legal pad. You'll have the ammunition. This is the uh, economic council that you want to refer to. 
Well, I'm telling you, you know, people tell, especially wrestlers, politicians, and car dealers, we can tell some whoppers, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I went up, they said, is there anyone else that would like to speak in front of us tonight? And it was a, it was a pro temp, pro temp mayor. It wasn't the, the mayor. It was the, the man, uh, uh, his, his underling, a woman. And, um, she was like nurse Cratchit. That's how I described her. And <laughs> I got up there and these committee men were ready to go home and, you know, retire the meeting. And I stood up there for 20 minutes and I tore their asses apart. And every time they brought up something, you know, the lawyer in me said, no, 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 no. I've got the addresses of every business in, there are 37 businesses in a town of 12,000 people. That are for rent or clothes. So we're, we're on the trajectory of the right path to the town hall. Um, people found my phone number, left message on my answering machine, and it's and it sparked something in me that maybe I do have a knack of uh, for for politics. And I was having dinner one night. I I overheard a conversation of a campaign campaign uh, uh, campaign consultant and his candidate who were running for state rep in my district when I moved to downtown Chicago. And I said, look, let's keep in touch. If he loses or whatever, I, I would like to run, you know, show me what to do. So um, I hooked up with this guy. I ran as a Republican in Crook County, Chicago. It was, a, it was a kamikaze mission, but I learned so much. Um, I, uh, you know, they stole my signs. They, 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 one time I have to tell this quick story. They drop uh, my doorman says, Mr. Stewart, there's a package here from a, from a political person. This is Cook County, Chicago. I go downstairs and I open it and it's my petitions to circulate to get me on the ballot. So we start circulating them. We've got about two pages filled up and I look at the petition. It is spelled my name wrong, but only very so slightly. So they sent the petitions, the Democrats, hoping I would hand them in and then kick me off the ballot for wrong name. You know, you don't yep, have your right name exactly. on the petition. That's how exactly. scary yeah. it that's how scary it got. And um, you know, and 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 I and I lost, but Jesse Ventura won that year. So I got a lot of coverage. Hey, Chicago has its own pro wrestler that's in politics. And then I got home for my honeymoon in 1999 and I got a bunch of calls. I'm now living in a suburb called Deerfield in of Illinois. And I got a couple of calls on my entry machine. Hey, your congressman's while you were on honeymoon, your congressman's vacated. He's retiring. You, you need to step in and jump in. So I did. I ran uh, for, for Congress in the 10th District in an 11-way primary. And the New York Times called this the dirtiest political primary in U.S. history. I mean, Ooh. we're talking private detectives, um, yeah. people following each other, rumor mills, um, uh, innuendos of of one candidate having an affair with another candidate, backroom deals uh, of the Republican Party. Uh, it, it, it was it was crazy, and um, I ended up dropping out and befriending and endorsing Mark Kirk, who became our congressman and became a senator, and it is now retired. And uh, that kind of just started the, the the snowball. I I ran for a special election when Rahm Emanuel. Um, uh, was going to be the chief of staff for Barack Obama. His district was in our car dealership district. So I ran there and it was the most angry I've ever been. I mean, spit was coming out of my mouth at debates in candidate forums. And, 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 and even my wife said, she's like, 
you can tell from the other people you you're like vested in this. Like I wasn't doing it to shoot a wrestling promo. I mean, I was, I was pissed. I I, I was pissed in the eighties. I was upset in the nineties. I am disgusted in the two thousands. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's with our government, it's, it's, it's the, the more entrenched you get. And, and I can say this because I was there. I, 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 sure. I, I talked to senators and congressmen. I've been in meetings, uh, you know, I, I, other than getting elected, you know, what do you want to know about Washington? It, it's, yeah. it's so effed up. It's not even, it's beyond, it's beyond exactly. pale. And, and so, you know, and, uh, you know, then after that, I, um, oh God, I'm trying to follow my other, then the Libertarian Party. I joined the Libertarian Party because to me, you know, gun, keep, keep, stay out of my, my, my bedroom, keep your hand away from my wallet. And the, and the Libertarians have a crazy ideology, smaller government, more power to the people, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah, that's insane. It's the, it's the, yeah. Yeah. How can anybody talk about a smaller government? Yeah, smaller government. Oh, by the way, the founding fathers talked about that from day one. uh, Yes, they did. And they knew it because of what they were coming from, a tyranny government. And they understood. Of course. Can, can so, you imagine a founding father looking at our bureaucracy? And that's oh, what I call no, it. Not the, I, I mean, no. they, they, they would, they would be, <laughs> their, their head the would explode. Like fish. They'd be like, all right, it's over. It's over. It's over. You know? Yeah. Like, and this, here's this the thing crazy. I want to tell you is the difference is the founding fathers were fighting against King George and, and, and a right. new environment, new country, right. You know, all that stuff. Right. I don't know what it is. What we're doing, John, is a lot more than that. And and what I'm saying is what we're what we are doing is we're. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're not fighting specifically. A individual king monarchy. Right. What we're fighting is a complete cultural change towards communism and socialism. And the government and all of these politicians, I mean, they 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 understand how politics works. You understand what I'm fixing to say. Yeah. Is how do I get reelected? What do I need? What do That's I it. need to say? Not what I need to do. What do I need to say? And that's where we're at. However, the good news is, you know, as patriots come up and understand what's going on, right, we are are trying to fight the fight at the local level and then, you know, in the state and then eventually the federal government has uh, no recourse. That's how you get to the point. So if if you become governor of Illinois, which <laughs> God, I pray you do, uh, then you're going to bring back American values, the country, the solidification, and it's happening in, in multiple states over the mm-hmm. last probably seven or eight years where, you know, Ron DeSantis, you, you can just kind of claim them. 
right? And what they're doing is they're going, you know what? We need to rebuild this country from the ground up and, and use the Constitution and the protections of our lives to do that instead of continuously looking at the swamp, the federal government, which they don't have and shouldn't have the power in the first place. So that's that's where we're at. Right. Yeah. You know, I it's it's I saw it was just on TV today. Someone asking, well, you know, do you really think the Second Amendment is is useful anymore? You know, is the government really going to come after us? Look, let, let me great just example. I want, yep, first, first of all, example. I, just, I want every yep. I want everyone to take a deep breath and just hear out my my complete statement. Do I think in the next two years the government is going to go door to door confiscating our guns? Probably not. It's yeah. we don't, it doesn't need to be that way. They don't need to do those dracon draconian measures. Exactly. It is. Exactly. It's the in. It's the incrementalism that we are seeing. And there's two parts to this. It's the this law, this law, that law. Take away this. Take away this. Now take now curb your curb your speech. But it's only on uh, Twitter, and and it's only here, and and, and it, it was speech only here. Then then hear me out. Now we're constrained. We start getting mass. Um, uh, we start getting uh, numb to it, where when you get, when you're free, Pro uh, free yes, when you uh, a freedom is taken away, you're now yeah. numb to it. You, you're it's like, okay, like, yeah, uh, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's okay with me now. Yeah, and the and the second part of that is that terrifies me. My parents and my grandparents in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s would always walk around. Are are these politicians bribed? Are these politicians insane? Does somebody have? A politician, you know, sacrificing, you know, a, a kitty cat in the woods or with a with a hood on. What 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 is going on? You know, and when you see, and I'm not getting off on a tangent, but when you start hearing all of the the the, the blackmail, the Jeffrey Epstein Island, yeah. the, the the blackmail of other governments and our politician, yes, the the, the surveillance of our Soros. politicians Soros. by our government, George Soros. Other people that you, you know, I'm a I'm a freaking retired car dealer. Do you know how much information I can get on you in a matter of ten <laughs> minutes with my credit card and about three and about three yeah uh, online programs? I could yeah. crawl up your ass with the best of them. But my point is, we we're, we 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 there's nothing stopping a a leveraged I'm going to be polite politician from going on. And on and on, they they think they have to keep making rules, keep going up to Washington to justify their salary, and you know we have twenty two thousand gun laws on the books in America. How many more freaking laws do you actually need? How many how many instances where <laughs> a law abiding gun carrying citizen stops murder, or how many instances do you need where gun where concealed carry is legal and the yeah. crime rate? Plummets. How many more Absolutely. states and examples do you need for someone in Chicago to go? I think the people in the city need to start carrying guns because I yeah. guarantee you, the gangbanger on the west side of Chicago is not going to mug somebody on the on the uh, the no. train platform if he knows that that CEO or that secretary's packing something in their briefcase. Absolutely. End of story. End yeah. of story. I mean, it's you know, it's free reign. So here's the thing: is you you are in a spider's web of 
Illinois. What I mean by that is let's go back in history talking sure. about, you know, specifically the town of Chicago, right? And, you know, the mobsters and all those people, they came in New York and they took over all that, you know, all the different five families and all that stuff, right? And then they infiltrated into the interior of the United States, just like the cartels doing today. Right. And they developed, you know, casinos in Las Vegas. And then eventually they went into Chicago and uh, New Orleans, where I come from, where I grew up in Louisiana. So Edwin Edwards, for example, is he was assassinated <clears throat> because of the mob. Right. And, you know, I mean, the good news is that old mentality is not there, but it's been replaced. It's been replaced with these uh, radical left socialist ideas. And it's it's going to take a very strong individual that I think that you have because not only of your background, but the dedication that you have for America to be able to, to be able to work together or work with the um, environment of Chicago. Cause it takes strength to do that. Look at the mayor of Chicago today. You know, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and this is why this is happening. Is because these people governance wise and values wise are weak. They're weak people and they're being completely controlled just like our president by this socialist communist ideology thinking in their mind that they're they're doing good for the people and those of us that have our eyes open understand that that we can see uh how this environment is is eroding to a what i would call a discourse of citizens with no leadership and that's that's the issue it's it's you know you talk about you know social changes you know this country has been through you know the belt bottom days in the 60s you know i mean you understand what i'm saying we we've of course we've gone everywhere but the difference today is these people that want the, the vast minority of the people which have now the power which is unfortunate are are trying to push the rest of america that have like you and i have grown up into this country to believe in the the true values and the development and the founding fathers and the principles and the constitution they want to destroy this unfortunately Unfortunately, it's it's not just 
ideology and talking and and doing, you know, podcasts and media reports. Unfortunately, we have globalists like Soros and uh, Bill Gates that have <clears throat> all this money and all this power that is outside of the construction of the design of the United States that have infiltrated into this country. So the only way in my mind to push back on that is not through Washington, but to do local and state, which, you know, talking about governors, states' uh, rights, states' rights, use that yeah. power of the state to build back that coalition of America. And hopefully you can get in that pot. You can get in that fight. I don't want to be you, <laughs> but get in there and, uh, and make those changes. Yeah. You know, it's somebody once said, you know, this, the extreme uh, right, uh, sorry, the extreme left, uh, it developed and germinated from liberals and, and liberals aren't just, and again, this is one of those, let John Stewart make his whole speech, ladies and gentlemen, before you, you know, liberals are not bad people. They drive Subarus. They're educated. Yeah. They're very, they're very yeah. nice. They love yeah. the environment. I, I personally don't have a problem with them. They're very gentle. They, they, but they're, uh, you know, they, they, they don't hunt guns are terrifying and you know all that kind of other stuff and they they do sometimes have a very uh you, you know lazy hazy and in in you know rose colored glass glasses ideology of life and i guess that's not the worst thing in the world what right. happened is is that that mindset was hijacked by the extreme left and the exactly. extreme left and 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 yep. uh one of my heroes is Tony Benn, the Labour Party. He died who's dead from Britain, who says, you know, you, you wanna you you wanna win elections in America? It's real simple. Keep them lazy, keep them stupid, <laughs> uh, keep them just fed enough and just smart enough to run the machines, have them kill each other, um, and have them depend on the government and and and, and make them miserable and make them afraid. So if I cure, well, no, I yep. Yeah, before we continue, let me let, let me, me, add, well, let me, let me okay, add this okay. to you real quick. Okay, Lyndon B. Johnson, right? He was recorded talking to people of his party, Democrat Party, and I'm going to say it exactly like he said it. He said, "I will keep these Negroes." voting for the Democrat Party for 100 years. That's, that's exactly what you're talking about, right? Yes, right. Because if I stop the war, the genocide and people criticize me in the press and, and, and other parties, how can John Stewart say black young men killing each other by right. the tens and hundreds on the weekends is a genocide. It is. It's a genocide. It is. If I stop, if I stop the war on the south and west side of Chicago, people might feel safe. People in that neighborhood, African American, black people, minorities, sure. and and then they might once they feel safe, then they have a foundation to say, well, let me read the newspaper or watch TV. Who is this John Stewart? 
you know, who is this Ron DeSantis? Who, you know, and 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 they're no longer curled up in the in the corner of yes. their home. A, a they fear. are now flourishing, a fear. Yes. They are now flourishing, ready to make their decision. And I see it little by little on TikTok, on Twitter, on YouTube, on the TV. You see are seeing black Americans, and God bless you, black Americans going on social media saying. We have been duped for the past 100 years. Yes. Wake the f up, black community. They're you have doing been it. Lied to now, let me let, let me uh, tell you a statistic that people don't really know. Right? The um, not not pew poll, the other one. Anyway, there was a you know these big poll centers, right? That goes out sure. there, talks about you know what's going on. And what they found out in 2020, you had 17% of white voters that were confident in the judicial system. Listen, 17%, right? Not, not you know, 97%, 17% of white voters are white people. And then you had... 11% of African Americans or blacks that had trust in the judicial system in 2020 and then in 2021 that 11% rose to 17%. You know, George Floyd was in May of 2020. Right. And then you know, Black Lives Matter, that, you know, the, they burnt the, the, the freaking cities down, all that stuff. And guess what? This is what you're talking about, John, is it didn't solve anything. No. And these black people are, are starting to mm -hmm. realize they're, they're, they want to get out of what you're talking about. They want to get out of being afraid. Right. They want to go back out. And, right. and not have their three-year-old in a stroller shot by some drive-by shooting in Chicago. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Patriots, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to listen to more of John Stewart running for the governorship in Illinois, which I think is awesome. Maybe... By God's divine intervention, he will become the governor of Illinois after 50-plus years of Democrats running that state. So stand by. We will be right back. Help the cows graze Hedge fund 401 Keg milk and honey In the land of the free New York Times Farmers all monarch Too busy to call our mama Back porch ain't what it used to be We 
don't know what we want, but we want it, and we want it all right now. We're too young and too, we're too old. We're all lost on the yellow brick road. We climb the ladder, but the ladder just grows. We're born, we work, we die. It's spiritual. Enough is never enough. American dream never wakes up. Too much is never too much. We won't be happy till we're rich and miserable. Go to school to get a job. Don't make enough to pay it off and on and on it goes. Right wing blue jean, gotta get the new thing. Whatever it takes to make the world look at you thing. We're too young and too, we're too old. We're all lost on the yellow brick road. We climb the ladder, but the ladder just grows. We're born, we work, we die. It's spiritual. Enough is never enough. American dream never wakes up. Too much is never too much. We won't be happy till we're rich and miserable. And maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't, but even when we get it, really we don't. We're too young and too, we're too old. We're all lost on the yellow brick road. We climb the ladder, but the ladder just grows. We're born, we work, we die. It's spiritual. Enough is never enough. American dream. All righty then, we are going to part two of John Stewart running for the governor, yes, the governor position of Illinois. And it's very important for us to understand that there's great Americans out there that realize that these major cities are in danger of communism. That simple. And John Stewart, if he gets elected, he will have a lot of pressure on him to make changes. So without further ado, John Stewart continues. You know, in, in you know in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, we didn't have this the social media. We just had newspapers. And when you went on TV, you watched All in the Family, and they weren't really rich. And you had other black programming, uh, you know, like the Jeffersons and and all and 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 uh, and what's happening and stuff like that. And you know, everybody seemed like you know they were kind of you know middle or below middle class. Well, black people are now, and I'm not insulting them; they yeah. have been for years starting to realize 
I'm on the south side of Chicago. My granddaughter, who's eight years old, just got a bullet in their head, which is why I ran for governor the first time. That that's oh how pissed God. I was. Kids are getting killed on the playground. Our, our, we're having males disappear in our neighborhood like it's World War One. Remember the ghost towns of World War One? Yeah. In 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 Great Britain, where entire villages of young men disappeared. Um, and I see on TikTok that people are living nice lives in this suburb and that state. And wait a minute, we're, we're, we're being played for complete, complete, complete idiots. Um, and, you know, and if you want to take this clip, you want 10 million views. I'm going to say something right now because it's been it's been bothering me. And Go you ahead. can take this clip and put it on, you know, Go it. again, 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 the cops murdering a black suspect, a suspect. Here is the solution to all black young men. You are not going to legislate and figure out your case on the cement. When the police stop you, stop, put your hand on the steering wheel with your driver's license in your hand, period. And if you're the police, take a deep breath and remember a 1960 Chicago cop who, you know, didn't use his billy club or his gun, you know, they they, yeah, they, there's they no reason. spoke intelligent, right? They spoke yep. intelligently and respectfully, respectfully um, to someone that they pulled over. I mean, on both sides, the police and the suspects, quote unquote, right. need to change behavior. Running away from men and women who are pissed off, having a bad day, have might have attitudes, who have a gun and a, and a billy club and six of their buddies behind them have the same equipment you are not going to win stop absolutely running. that's all i ask of the black men in this country all hands right, on the steering wheel driver's yep. license that's yep. it. john listen to this it's okay i, I love the passion you, you're amazing all right you need to listen to the podcast that i did yesterday okay the title is the police is not the major issue in america no no Okay, and talks about what you're talking about. And the thing about it is this. It's twofold. One, the citizens of this country have left God. They have left what, no. what I would call a, a complete, virtual, uh, virtuous, caring society. And and this has been going on for years. This is a you know this is what the communists and the socialists that have been around since the you know the Hoover days in the thirties, right? That that are doing. Now that's that's just part of it. I read an article today which I thought was interesting, but I knew it was true. Those five cops in Memphis that did what they did. The city of Memphis admitted to what I'm fixing to tell you. Okay. okay. The city of Memphis told the police department, right, to reduce the requirements and the training necessary to become a police officer in Memphis. Smart so, move. Right. But the, the point I'm making is, what is happening is, is the leftists and 
the cities, uh, the major cities are controlling the police officers process of bringing in a well-qualified person to get in that patrol car and do what is necessary. So when you look at the video of Tyree being kicked in the head by the police, look, this is not normal, John. No. It's not normal in Chicago. It's not normal in L.A. The reason is twofold. You have two issues. One, this man was stopped for subjectively driving reckless. And he chose instead of like you're saying, you know, okay, I'm sorry, or or you know, whatever it is. I guarantee you, if he was more calm, didn't get out of that car and run, he would have just got a ticket, you know, and he he would have went in his way. Maybe even he a warning, it. exactly. But yeah, see, they're exactly. they're so fearful of the police. Let's flip the right. coin and look at the police right. side. Now we have police that cannot and do not have the training necessary to handle that situation. To to no. wait a minute, you know, uh, what are you doing? Why you're getting out of your car? We're not trying to you know beat you up or whatever. You know, we just stopped you for this reason or whatever. You know, yeah. Here, let me give you this ticket. Get back in your car and you know. And then you can face the judge with the ticket, you know, in the conversation. And it would have ended there, which it does 99% of the time. You know, when you talk about traffic stops, this is what America and I'm, I'm praying, which I think you will. If you become the governor of Illinois, you need to look at both sides education system, how these, you know, these people are viewing uh, reality and, and their oppression, not oppression being like, you know, pressed down, but the fact that they don't have any hope, they don't have any desires, you know, it's very difficult for these people in their minds, you know, to be a Bill Gates or, you know, Donald Trump. That's right. one issue. The other issue is the police. If you do not, just like the military, which I spent 20 years in, Maybe not today, <laughs> but when I came in in the late seventies, uh, if if you didn't have what it took to be a Marine from day one, uh, you couldn't be a Marine. The, the, there is no Marines that are weak during that time frame. There are Marines today because of, again, the Pentagon policies or whatever. So the, I'm using that as an example, which should be the same thing applied to the police, right? Let them, let them do the necessary function to determine who comes in to that elite force called the police of any city, which they are. And unfortunately, and the last point of this is unfortunately, many of the police officers that had that education, that that spent 20, 25 years that could train these people are gone. 
these are the people that left. It wasn't the five-year veteran. It was like, you know, the, the people that their hands were tied and now they're gone. So we have an education deficiency in the police force. And we got to figure out how to fix that. Bring Maybe bring back some of those retiree guys, you know, that were in, you know, maybe in their forties or something, but yeah. you get the point. So that's, you know, that's what you're going to face, John. You're going to, you're going to yeah. face those kind of issues. One of the things that I, if, if I, if I become governor, I, one of the things that I would demand would be, I called it a, a, the life, a life course uh, one day for every senior intending uh, private or public high school uh, gets a one day uh, off of school work and they go to the auditorium and whether it's in person or whether it's online or whether it's via the television or whatever, they get a life course, how to do a checking account. What about your credit report? Um, you know, what about yeah. raising, chil- basics of raising children? I got that. I got that when I was of, in school. Right. Yeah, basics, absolutely. Basics of home ownership. Yeah, not, not, absolutely. Not just basics. You know, you get three yeah. estimates for any kind of home. Pro- One of the things in that life course is dealing with law enforcement, sincerely, yes. which is you're not going to solve the problem. They might have pulled you over. You didn't do something. You're not going to solve it with your jailhouse or your legalese speech, you're not going to solve it by running away, you know, hands on the steering wheel, driver's license, and, and, and let a judge a month later when everything's cooled down handle it. Number two, the demilitarization of the police. It, whatever I can as governor, I will demilitarize yes. the police. The police were started in England, and it was yep. started, the biggest tenant, of the police force in England, I think it was in the 15, 1600s, was a uniform that did not look like they were a military soldier. Are yes. you listening to me? Yeah, the per- I totally agree. The- no, not you. I yeah. mean, like your 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 your, yeah. your audience. They did not want to convey any sort of military allegiance. Not a soldier. So when we see police officers in riot gear and black, and we have we have towns of ten thousand people with a tank busting vehicle are you crazy what are you doing <laughs> and, and 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 an addendum to that is can we use more non-lethal force pepper spray i don't i don't know what let me tell you something i'm six one 275 pounds i'm a pretty tough son of a bitch from wrestling and college and semi-pro football i rubbed my sister's pepper spray top with my finger. <laughs> and an hour later, I went like this. Uh, was, yeah, and I was minutes absolutely. from the emergency room. Oh, absolutely. So, do you mean if they if if the Memphis police squirted pepper spray once they saw him getting out of the I'm not I'm not armchair quarterback. I'm just making a statement. If they sh- shot pepper spray into that car, that young man would have been on the ground right. handcuffed. I, I, yeah. You know? And and so relating what you're force, saying, you know. Yes, absolutely, but the thing about it is I know, and I think I know, I'm confident that I know, that guy was high as a kite. Of course something. he was. Because he was. even the normal individual doesn't react that way. No, would have dropped right. to his knees and, you know, the fighting, the resisting, that's all right. some sort of amphetamine or some I mean, sort there of were, I mean, look at the narcotic in his system. We all know his that. Arm. They're trying to get just get right. his arms right. back. Right. Handcuff, right. And it's just, you yeah. know, over and over again. I'm not... Yeah. Seriously, I'm not uh, 
condoning what the cops did, which I think is no, ab- no, absolutely no. wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, a, a couple situations, more than a couple situations where cop reacted, you know, body cams and stuff. This one here is and, uh, absolutely, and, but, and I'm glad what I'm glad they did what they did. I really but can I can I immediately yeah, can I, the, totally the sheriff, gone. The, they went in and said, "Hey, you guys are gone. gone." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go um, ahead. You know. Yeah. And 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 an addendum to to that story is where is Michael Jordan? Where is Al Sharpton? Where where are these black leaders? Okay. You know, Michael Jordan can go into the you know the the, the sell gym shoes to everybody, but you know, can you imagine a Michael Jordan? speaking to the black community uh you know no. about you know no. look you, you're not, not going to solve the it's problems. not the narrative no it's, it's, not, it's exactly. not what it's not what the socialists and the communists pull no. anything that happens that are against their control and changing right you know to, to become this socialist communist controlled by right. the government big right. government you know that kind of stuff. can you imagine right. think about what i'm telling you can you imagine every cop in america that is no longer controlled by their people in their state. You know, they do something wrong, gone. But the federal government is now controlling everything. That's exactly what a socialist com- country is. That's what right. has been going right. on. And right. I, I can't imagine. I, I'm sorry, but, you know, if, if they say, well, uh, you know, Bud did this, Bud did that. You know, I'm gonna throw bullets at them. You know, come at me because you know you're wrong because you're you know you're a socialist and I I disagree with you and I'll fight to my dying breath. Right, and what just because they're black or minority, those are my. It's got nothing to do with it. These are my neighbor's children. Exactly, they're black. I don't want black kids dying (laughs) in America. we love you. We don't want you dying. We yes. want you going to college. We want to give you money to start businesses. We want you to make it on your own but without selling drugs or, or or anything like that. We we want you know, my God, the, the, the America does not want this for the black community. And for no, God's sakes, is there I'm any not. black leaders to tell these young black men just leave your hands on the steering wheel? Yeah. You know, I know people have been shot in their car. I know people have been shot following the rules, but the other way of running certainly is not going to solve the problem. Oh, no. That's all I have Absolutely. to say. And, you know, for God's sakes, can, you know, can we get, we need the black community to be flourishing, not, not yeah. getting now, killed. So think, think killing about when I'm, John, think about this. God created man, man in his image. Do you, do you think God's black or or yellow or purple? Probably not. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is no, no. completely color. Right. You know. Right. Now right. Jesus Christ, you know, which is His Son, came to this earth, manifested as a man, died on the cross, and now He's at the right hand of God in the same, you know, instance that He is. And there's no color there. It's glory. It's it's absolute right peace in a, right. a person's heart. So the point I'm making is this: is it's man, only man drives this conceptual idea that individuals, based on the color of their skin, not their character. But you get what I'm saying. 
which Martin Luther King was talking about, by instantly yep. judging a person based upon their physical condition. And th that was created by man, not by God. And unfortunately, what we're dealing with is, in my mind, is because so many citizens in America and across the, the globe in general have either not been educated with their parents and understanding what the value of human life is. It doesn't matter where you come from, whether you're poor, rich, or whatever. Every soul, even that kid that's 15 years old, that's sticking heroin, heroin needles in his arm, is still valuable life. The difference is man has conceived you know through actions that these people do that they're lesser and that's what we deal with is we deal with people and unfortunately because we deal with people we deal with individual attitudes but un unless we go back I mean my grandfather taught me this and what he told me was this. You go out in the world, you get in your car, you go to a restaurant, whatever. People come in and they're dressed like this or they act like this. You instantly want to label them as something or, you know, a discomfort or whatever. But it's possible that maybe if you had any kind of conversation with that person, you would find out that they're actually very good people. This is what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with is a mass society. Go to the colleges. Listening to these kids that are graduating college, they hate America mainly for one reason. Because we're all racist. Now, the white people are being targeted because of your whiteness, <laughs> you know. So this is what we're dealing with. And, and John, I, I know and I pray that you're able to successfully get into the governorship because we need people like you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to do everything and, I can. And I mean that. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. I, just, I really just, appreciate that. Yeah. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. Use your heart. Use your mind. Yeah. Which which you have a very understanding of what the issues are. Uh, coming from, you know, a very constructive, difficult battleground of Illinois. Yeah. You know, you're you're in a in a whole different. Let's say you're running for governor of Alabama. You're not going to face, you know, at least no half no. of what you're going to do there. So, right. But right. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, John. I thank you for coming on the podcast. And I appreciate you, Bob. Hey, let's connect again. Let's, you know, let's oh. work together with your campaign anytime, and, and we'll keep going and and hopefully get you in that seat. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me. You know, I hope I am. I, 
showed my common sense, my, you know, my compassion. Yeah. And my, I just, I just want America to be the best it is. It's, it's that, it's that simple. In whatever way we can do it, let's do it. Let's just get America back to where, uh, you know, we're all proud of our country. We're all helping each other because we're all in, we're all in this boat together. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's all, it's all of us or none of us. It's as simple as that. That's, that's true. The thing about yeah. it is, is see freedom. Founding fathers told us once it's gone, you can't get it. Never back. get it back. No, Never. no. So nope. do what you do, John. I thank you thank so you. much for being on the podcast okay. and Hey, let's stay connected. Uh, um, I, the, 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 the one thing I want to leave you with is this is the Patriot cause is for people that want to get that information, the true information. So I'd love for you to come back, you know, use this platform to tell us how we can, you know, it doesn't matter what state we are, but how can yeah. we make, you know, we, I have people in Illinois and stuff to right. help you to help with that fight. So, you, you know, you right. got this team of Patriots and stuff that can do and help you do what you need to go. Yeah. And, and, and letting people just know what they can do in their own states to change locally, because when you change it locally, you change it statewide. And when you change it statewide, you change it federally. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I know. I know. know (laughs) I'm just, I know this by road. Don't, don't think that changing something in your town of 4,000 people doesn't make a difference. That's where it, it starts. And then yes, it sir. goes up the food chain. Trust me on that. Trust no, I know. That. You're absolutely correct. So, look, love your brother. You have a, a wonderful Thank you. Evening. Love you too, bud. Yep. And we'll we'll get you back. We'll okay? talk again. Hey, send, okay, send me an talk email. Yes. Send me an email. I will do that. You bet. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.